Tanya, Jackie, how the devil are you? Oh, I've missed that salutation. I'm good. How are you? I'm all right. Thank you very much. Yes. Yeah. Do you have weather over there? There's there's rumours of weather. <laughs> yeah, there's big weather with a capital B or a capital W. Both. Well, probably both, I would say, yeah. <laughs> there's a tree down in our neighbourhood, uh, which was the talk of the neighbourhood. That was I, I went to work, came back, and there was a tree down, and that was big news. So, yeah, it's, mm. it's uh, scary weather over here at the moment. It's been very blustery, very windy. I think tonight is supposed to be quite bad, and there's snow forecast coming, so... Um, Good Lord. Yeah, just hopefully everybody stays safe. What's the weather in your is it warm? Is it sunny? Uh yeah, it's getting there. We've we've had we've had quite a lot of rain. Mm-hmm. Um it's been quite cold. But uh I I spied at the weekend. Uh, I'm playing golf on Saturday, so it's raining. That's mm-hmm. nice. Good, good. Uh and Sunday, I believe we may touch twenty degrees <gasps> down on the coast. Mm. We haven't the the heady heights of double digits have been scant here. Never mind uh, double double digits. That Good doesn't Lord. make sense. But do you know what I mean? No. Twenty. Right? I, I'm 20. with you, sort of. Well, right. So, uh, well, regulars, I suppose. What are you writing <laughs> with? <laughs> well, I sat down as I've I've become accustomed to not recording, which is unfortunate because I love recording. But because we record monthly now. I sat down, plugged the iPad in. I thought, right, that's charged. Plugged it in. Wasn't charged. Then I hadn't had half the show notes. And then my app broke. And then I had to restart the iPad. And then I looked down, ready to go, and thought, I don't have any paper. Or pen. Okay, right. Yeah, I'm very woefully unprepared for this. So I went and fetched our uh, our lovely Wilder Notes um, notebook. Beautiful orange mm-hmm. one. Wildernotes.com. Or Nero's, if you want to get one. Uh, picked that up. And I thought, right, what should I pair? And I went to my little drawer which is on, on the right-hand side of... Let me paint you a mind picture. I'm sitting at my desk. There are one, two, three, four different lights on in here. One is blue, one is pink, one is red, and one is green. It's a nice sort of 80s aesthetic going on. Mm-hmm. To my right is a small drawer under the desk that slides out somewhat surreptitiously. And inside it is a collection of actually too many pencils. And I, I took a lucky dip of that. And ended up with a nice Tombow Mono 100 uh, in HB, which I've then sharpened a wee bit up. Uh, probably the sharpener needs to be uh, replaced because it's it's a bit of a, a hack job, to be honest. One side's mm. very much lower than the other, but it's yep. nice and sharp. Uh, so I'm sitting ready to write. I've written our title and that's all because we haven't said anything interesting enough to warrant a show note yet. Yeah, well, that's why your show note pads last so long, I think, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah, just just that's the that's the life hack. Have a boring podcast, and you never have to write show notes. <laughs> well, well, listen, Cosgrove, take this down. <laughs> uh, I am writing with a Sailor Pro Gear regular. Mm-hmm. That's important. Uh, sunset over the ocean. There you are. That's an evocative name <laughs> that, for you. It's a very um, long title. Right. Honestly, Sailor does does need to get a grip of its uh, its titles, but um, it's got a broad nib and some Sailor ink. But it's called the Sunset Over the Ocean uh, because it's got a little red sort of translucent bit at either end. Bit being the technical term, um, <laughs> and it's a sort of rich blue pen. So mm. that's that's the whole sort of you know Sunset Over the Ocean. But I mean, it is lovely. Uh, is this the new one? It, Yes, it's a new one with a very swish gold nib. Ah. Very, very nice pen. Uh, bought from the mighty Cult Pens uh, in the good. UK. 
Lovely. I'm very pleased with that. And I'm still in my my podcasting book, which is a Leuchtturm. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this this is probably this is going to be a, a is this a B six probably B six A six I forget. Um, <laughs> it's it's a sort of in between size if you're used to the the world of A's as we all are. Um, but yeah, very nice, very very nice. Excellent. Watching. What have you been watching for the last month, Whoa, Mr. Uh, a lot of stuff. I went to see Jackass Forever, um, which was okay. an interest. Have you seen any of the Jackass movies? No. Uh, so um, they've been going for literally 20 years at this point. And I remember seeing them, the first ones. It would have been in and around the time they were out and thinking that was really cool. Uh, you know, playing Tony Hawk's underground skateboard games. Uh, I, I did skateboard briefly for a very, very short time, very poorly. Um, and so this was kind of, there are a lot of skateboarders in that subculture and they were basically just doing silly things and hurting themselves. Um, and Jackass Forever is, is then 20 years on them sort of doing it again with some younger people in there because they can't quite do all the same stunts, um, <laughs> which is, is fair given that they pro- no one should probably be doing them. Um, and it's crass and it's silly and it's probably had its day in the sun but it was we meg and i both enjoyed it i didn't expect meg to want to even go see it and i sort of went oh it's on she went oh okay and i think there was an element of nostalgia of like this is silly and quite childish and probably not appropriate but there's something nostalgic about watching it because we've seen all the other ones um so we saw that in the cinema and it wasn't bad uh but i've not had a massive amount of time for normal watching but i have been on a real kick with korean tv at the minute uh so i had watched uh train to busan which is a a korean film about zombies uh because i want to watch zombie films Uh, and so one had popped up called all of us are dead which is a korean series about zombies uh really really good really interesting really different take on some of it very character driven um and just really interesting uh, story set out across I don't know twelve episodes or something, uh, and I finished that. I thought that was pretty good. What else is there? Because you know Squid Game and all these other shows have come out, and there's a real spotlight on Korean uh, TV and film at the minute, which is great because some of it's fantastic. And so I looked, and I think it's the same director as Train to Busan. There's another series called Hellbound, which is only like seven episodes, I think. So I'm literally on the seventh episode of that, and that's. Uh, not zombies. It's kind of a weird sort of psychological thriller. There's cults, there's demons that kind of appear and, and vanquish people to hell. It's very strange in a in a wonderfully interesting way um, and quite dark and horrible at times as well. But yeah, I'm really enjoying sort of exploring a side of cinema that I've seen a little bit of, but not much. So it's nice to kind of dive deep on something like that. Uh, but apart from that, I've not really had a massive amount of time to watch Lots and lots. But did we watch anything else? Meg and I, we've been watching uh, Sex Education with Gillian uh-huh. Anderson, which is truly fantastic. We finished two seasons of that. Uh, and it's just wonderfully written, incredible characters, uh, real positive diversity of people that, you know, it's it's every kind of person that you could imagine and some you can't. And it's 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 wonderful. As someone who likes stories, it's a wonderful way to include lots of varied people in the story. And they're not, it doesn't feel like the characters are being plugged into a story because they want them to be there. It's feeling like the characters have a story to tell 
and you get to experience that, which is a lot more natural and, and, and real, I think. Um, Great. So it's fantastic. Gillian Anderson is a is a, an absolute treat. She's amazing. Um, I, I'm watching her in the X-Files and then seeing her in this. And there's sort of... <laughs> Slightly different, I would imagine. I mean, there's about 20, 25 years. I mean, the first episode of the X-Files were 93. And this was filmed in like 2017, 2018. So there's a good chunk of time. And uh, no, she she can act just as incredibly, uh, you know, two decades on. Uh, it's fantastic watching. And that's not to say anything about the rest of the fantastic cast. So yeah, that's what Meg and I are watching together. And we're really, really enjoying it. Very good. And what about you? Uh, what about me? What the hell? I, I, not much, to be honest. Um, uh, cinema? No, certainly not. Good Lord. <laughs> Pandemic on, don't you know? Um, uh, well, I watched the end of Derry Girls. I think there's only two seasons, isn't there? Yeah, um, currently. Yeah, so I, I watched watched that pretty much start to finish over the last month and a half. Um, yes, makes me howl with laughter still. Um, <laughs> there are still still little one-liners that come back to me and lots of 80s music. It's, uh, for you, it's some sort of weird glimpse to a, an imagined past. To me, it's history. Um, it's about 10 years before. No, it wouldn't be. What, what year is it in, in Derry Girls? Uh, it's, I think it's sort of mid-80s it starts. Okay, so it's like six, seven years before me, but still... The, the harbingers, the echoes of that era are my childhood. <laughs> well, I, th- I can't remember what it was in the third or fourth episode um, because I'd watched it the first few a while back on your recommendation. Mm. I was like, yeah, it's okay. And then I, I put it on again and the opening uh, to the soundtrack was the, the, um, <laughs> a group I've spoken about on this before. I was like, oh, wow, that's, that's Matt Johnson. Amazing. Um <laughs> And then I've been watching the sort of the UK TV's sort of dramas of the season. So there was mm. Responder, yes, um, which is written by Tony Schumacher. Um, What's the guy's name? Who's the actor in that? He's in he, Martin funny enough, he, Freeman. He's in Love Actually. Actually, <laughs> yeah, he is. Yes, um, yeah, Martin Freeman with a with a suddenly discovered Scouse accent. Yeah, um, probably a, about as good as that was. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I, th- I thought it was good, not great. So, um, I, I didn't like the way it resolved. That's mm. maybe just me being fussy, I don't know. Um, and then Gone for Good, which is a sort of heart back to, to last month, Harlan Coben, uh, who sort of took over the New York Times bestseller list and then made a million things for Netflix. Mm-hmm. Uh, this was the French offering. Oh, cool. Uh, uh, so it's set in Nice, where I lived for a short time back in, or if, if would it be the late 80s, I think, probably? God, it was a long time ago. <laughs> the late 80s, um, if you will. Yes, quite the late 80s. Um, yes, yeah, set there, um, fairly standard Harlan Coben. I mean, there, there seemed to be sort of all variations on one central plot. Um, but yeah, it was good. It was great. I was very French. Um and it's quite fun, actually. We're, Margaret and I are doing this more often now. We're watching Italian stuff where uh, I can just about keep keep along and the <laughs> subtitles help me out. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, likewise, Spanish. Um, Margaret's Spanish is amazing and mine's all right. Uh, so this is this is kind of my re- revenge. I can put something on in French or German and she's really struggling. <laughs> um, so, no, enjoyed that. Uh, Trigger Point, that's on at the moment. I don't know if you've seen that. It's uh, uh, heard about it, it's not in, seen it. Yeah, Sunday night slot on ITV. So the the nine PM slot. 
Mm. Uh, it's it's good enough. Um, it's it's that there woman from um, Line of Duty, whose name escapes me momentarily. Oh, the police officer. Yes. Yes. I, uh, I know who you're uh, talking about. I don't know her name either, unfortunately. No, very, very good. Um, she's the central character. Excellent. Um, uh, we're watching it sort of week by week. So, yeah. Old school. Uh, by the time, yeah, by the time this goes out, I think it may have resolved. I'm not sure. Uh, so that's good. That's fine. Uh, Margaret sleeps through it mostly. Um, and rugby. It's Six Nations time. So uh, the Scotland played really, re- really well in the first game and turned over England, which was nice. Uh, that's always very important to the Celtic nations that somebody beats England. <laughs> um, and then, um, unfortunately, we were favourites against Wales for the next match. And Scotland are really bad at being favourites. We're, <laughs> we're, we're sort of conditioned to be the underdog, What's the plucky that, underdog. They're saying we're going to win. No, thank you. <laughs> It's just, yeah, well, uh, yeah, fair play to Wales. Uh, Wales are, have not been in the best of form, but they've, they've played very gritty, sort of clever rugby and they mm. won, deservedly so. And then there was this amazing game between Ireland and France where, I don't know, Ireland thought they were France and France thought they were France. And so everybody just threw the ball about and played sort of, uh, you know, the champagne rugby of this, of that. Um, and... Uh, for quite a long time, there were more points than minutes played. It was just it was just going bananas. Um, <laughs> two best teams in the world at the moment, France and Ireland. So that was Take a great game. Ah, well, there you are. There's your rugby update, everybody. <laughs> uh, I'll be back again next year. What about listening, TJ? What have you been listening to? Well, I, I dug into the uh, Apple Music suggested bits, and I've been listening to Arctic Monkeys and things like that. And so it had thrown out Primary Colours, uh, mm-hmm. which I think is the album and then love breakers in all caps which is i think the band um apologies if i have those the wrong way around um yeah interesting kind of uh, i think actually the suggestion had come because i listened to mother mother which is a canadian band that i listen to now and again uh, mm-hmm. i think it would come off the back of that because there's some thematic similarities i can hear there but it's good it's it's sort of um like foo fighters but not quite as heavy and a little bit of indie maybe mixed in there as well uh, interesting, fun, uh, just sort of stuck it on the background during the commute and uh, something different. So definitely something to explore. I like finding, you know, music that is tangentially related to music I already like and then sort of exploring it. And not all of it makes it back into the, oh, I listen to this all the time. But you definitely find some gems that way rather than just listening to the same four albums and ignoring everything else. Yeah, for sure. I know what you mean. Yeah. Well, I was I was listening to some Cosgrove recommendations from <laughs> from last month. So there was Apache Two O Seven. Yeah. Uh, zwei Minuten, uh, which uh, yeah, that was quite a chill vibe to it. it was that's some, it's. I said to listen to Sport because I haven't listened to any other song by them. Mm, well, Sport is on the same album. Oh, okay. Um, okay. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's a sort of laid back German rap type approach mm. i thought it was all right i mean i quite liked zweimann norton was my favorite track yeah i'll listen to that um yeah no it's it's a it's a good listen it's a good sort of background listen i quite enjoyed it um and then you were what you were referencing metallica ride the oh, lightning what an album and i was i sort of put it on and then i looked at the date and i thought hang on <laughs> Cosgrove was an imagined thing at this yeah. point or certainly it 80, sort of a tj version 7 88 or so, was it that late yes yeah, something like that, I would say, yeah. Fantastic um, So, yeah. 
I, it is a good album. I mean, uh, good band. They sort of invented the, uh, what, what would you call it? The Metallica style. Yes, there we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, me circa 2000 is what you're referencing there. <laughs> what? And yeah, that did, yeah, that did make me a little bit jealous. Um, <laughs> still, enough of that. What about reading? Uh, well, I've been listening, reading to Delta V which is the commercial mm-hmm. asteroid mining thing by Daniel Suarez. Okay, yeah, yeah. Which is great. I literally have, I think, two hours left on the audiobook, um, which is great. So I've been doing a bit more commuting, which has meant I've been doing a bit more of that. And I've been also listening in the gym, which is a good excuse to uh, to knock off 45 minutes of the episode as well. So it's really good. I'm really enjoying it. I like his writing style. He writes uh, quite a lot of technical detail, but in a very accessible way. Uh, which I really enjoy. And I haven't started it yet, but I do have Lords and Ladies, which is the next Terry Pratchett installment sitting on my Kindle waiting to go. I've taken to whenever I finish one, I buy the next one um, just so it's there. So that's kind of my um, sweet treat. So if if Delta V is the the main course, the pasta dish, uh, Lords and Ladies is uh, like a light gelato or a little refreshing zing at the end. It's something fun and makes me smile and it doesn't really matter if i've had a bad day i'll read that because it's light and fun and enjoyable uh whereas you know, science fiction is fascinating but it can be quite depressing and dark sometimes especially if you're in the 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 sort of the doom and gloom arc in the story when you're like oh no everything's gone wrong that <laughs> is not necessarily the best reading if you're like well, you know what I just want to lie down and smile have a good you know had a rough day i want to lie down and chill so that's where Terry Pratchett stuff comes in. Because even the the darkest stuff in there is tem- sort of tempered by humor and and goodwill. And and that's why I kind of keep it around. Sure. Now, I've, I've got a similar one in Good Omens, which is Pratchett mm. and Gaiman. Mm. That a one sort of rumbles novel. along in the background. Um, what else? Well, I've been reading all the Ryan Holiday, lots mm-hmm. and lots of Ryan Holiday. Uh, the Three Pillars of Zen, which was um, a book recommended by Justin. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I sort of mentioned that I was trying to understand um, Eastern philosophy a little bit. Uh, so that's, uh, well, if you don't know where you're coming from, that's a bit of a shock to the system. It's like, okay, wow. Mm. Um, and that's led me into The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, or Tolle, I, I don't know, I assume he's Scandinavian in some way. Um and that's uh, that's all about presence, you know. It's the now, the power of the now, all, all, all now, now, not before or after. Now, <laughs> um, so that's good. I, that's you know, exercising the brain. I'm enjoying that. Uh, and I read a recommendation from you. Johnny mm. got his gun. Wow. Um, mm. Yeah, that's 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 heavy. That yeah. Stuff. Oh yeah. 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 That's that's wow. the anti Pratchett of of books. Um, mm. Yeah, a deep, deep exploration of why war is bad, pretty much. You want to summarize it? Yeah, and I mean, uh, it, it's the sort of thing that you should read as a book club, I think, because the conversations that that mm. sparks, I mean, just in my head, yeah, um, you know, pacifism and where that fits into the world and all that sort of stuff. I mean, really, 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 really powerful book. And from my point of view, it's just the craft of the writing. Yeah, it's really, really well written. Yeah, it's written in a sort of stream of consciousness um, by a man discovering his own 
condition after yeah. being essentially blown up. And oh wow. Oh dear. There there was the occasional bit of dust in my eye, I think, really. Yeah. Well, the reason is, I recommended that to you actually comes back to Metallica as well because yeah. the the song One by Metallica is based on this song. And so the music mm-hmm. video uses clips from the movie that this book was made into. Uh, which Metallic, I think, bought the rights to in the end because it was cheaper than paying every time to use the, the footage. Um, mm. But that's how I came across. So I listened to the song first and then realized there was a story behind the song, which I love. Uh, I love the idea that there's a narrative in a song. It's not just a collection of noises. And then finding out that it was a book and a film and then watched the read the book, watched the film. And this was maybe 15 years ago. Um, so yeah, really, really powerful interesting meditation on on a really awful subject yeah so i i I took your advice and uh watched the youtube video from metallica and then went to the book from there Mm. Uh, i I haven't seen the film but oh yeah it'd be a while before i revisit that it's not the sort of thing you want to be reading every week i think glad you've read it but you wouldn't read it twice at least not in the same year (laughs) yeah not in the same year um and i'm now reading how to become a straight a student by Cal Newport, um, which was one of his earlier books, um, quite self-explanatory, um, and is it's proving quite useful in my studies, I have to say. It's, mm. a, it's a well-thought-out book. Um, yeah, lots of lots of reading. I'm enjoying enjoying my reading. I'm a bit short of music this month. I, I noticed that I didn't listen to enough this month, but I, I have been reading a lot. What about drinking, TJ? What have you been getting stuck into? Ooh, the hard stuff. It's been uh, cordial and <sighs> water and <gasps> coffee. Uh, you Good know, Lord. The, the trio of uh, high-class beverages. Um, <laughs> so I love a bit of Pepsi Max now and again, if, if I can choose a, a caffeinated, carbonated drink. But the price went up to £1.75 for a two-liter bottle here. Uh and that's where I drew the line. I thought, you know what? It used to be a pound. And then it was 150. And 150 I could live with because it was a, it's fine. 175 is the threshold, which is actually, it turns out it's really easy. And I do, did that stew thing where I'm like, well, rather than say, okay, I'm not going to buy two bottles. I'm going to buy one. I just went, I'm buying none. I'm buying zero bottles. And just haven't drunk it in about two weeks. Meg did buy me a bottle the other day, but it was... Um, She's coming back from somewhere. She's like, oh, I've called in. I got it on a decent price. But it's it's useful to me to go, you know, I'm happy to buy that if it's reasonable, but I don't want to spend money on it all the time uh, because it's it's 15, yeah, 25, 15 oh, piece. doesn't matter, but the principle helped. Uh, so, yes, cordial has been the, the limit of my exciting beverage intake. Uh, what, what have I been drinking? Um well, mostly during the day, I have to say it's water. Um, I have the I'm I'm the other side of the fence. I'm a sort of Coke Zero fellow. Mm. If I'm going to have a have a have a treat, um, the other day I did have some Zivania, which is Cypriot sort of fire water. Oh, um, it's uh, it's Cypriot grappa, if you like. Um, so very very strong, and it's a cure-all. Um, it's never quite clear whether they want you to sort of rub it on your chest or drink it or both. But if there's anything wrong with you in Cyprus, then Zivania is the first port of call, um, <laughs> particularly in the winter. Oh, it's cold. Have a Zivania. Um, and well, I describe it as part beverage, part weapon. 
Um, I mean, it is fiercely <laughs> strong. And, and a lot of people make their own. So the lady that comes to clean our house, she, she comes and presents us with these bottles of sort of white viscous liquid or clear viscous <laughs> liquid. It goes, there you go. Homemade Zivineer. And you think, okay, no naked flames. Um, and what how, is but, it grapes or is it? What's yeah. The... Yeah. Grappa is, um, it's made from the grape skins. Um, sort of pretty much blended with alcohol. It's 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 pachine, but with less <laughs> potato and more grape. I mean, that's broadly how it works. Okay, um, and it's ferocious, ferocious stuff. Um, but yeah, this evening I'm on I'm on the San Pellegrino. I'm hitting it hard. Italian mineral water that, well, I dare say, costs more than Pepsi Max. It's, it's, it's almost certainly frivolous. This would not fit in with January, with frugal no, January. No, frugal Jan went well. I'll get on to that in, in buying, but it went well. Right, you are. So what have you been buying there? Oh, well, here we are. What have you been buying? <laughs> well, I discussed at length the uh, many trials and tribulations of frugal January, uh, which were mirrored by some people in the Slack, which was nice to hear. Um, Thankfully, nothing else has fallen off or fallen into the house currently. So fingers crossed the storm doesn't change that. But mm. um, yeah, we, we spent a good bit less. It was useful. I think the most useful thing was groceries. Um, we kind of realized where we'd been spending excess money and sort of like stealth grocery bills. Uh, so we would have, you know, a weekly shop that we get picked, you know, we, we gets picked for us and we pick it up from the, the, the shop. But then we'd have walk-ins for, you know, we want fresh produce because you buy it on Saturday, which is when we normally pick up our groceries. It's not necessarily fresh or usable by Thursday. Uh, so we tend mm-hmm. to do a walk-in and get some fresh veg. But when we add it, it's like, oh, we're, you know, 50 quid a month for groceries. That's okay. But then you add up all the bits in between. You're like, oh, hold on. No, no, no. That's, that's We've been disguising these by not counting them. Uh, so there's a, it was useful to reevaluate in January. Okay, that's not useful spend of money that's too much need to do this and um it was it was a nice way to reset that thought process and and as a result i've enjoyed cooking a lot more so i made some fresh uh bruschetta the other day so i made up the tomatoes and some onion and the the basil and olive oil you know made this really nice little mixture and it may not be the the right way to do it It was the recipe i found anyway but uh that over some fresh crusty bread delicious and it was that kind of I don't need to buy lots of stuff. I can just get nice fresh veg. And I've been eating a lot of fresh fruit recently too. So um, sort of 11 o'clock having a banana and an apple and an orange and just sort of arraying them on a plate in a nice colorful pile and enjoying just, okay, spend a couple of pounds on fresh fruit, which is a far better spend in my mind than on carbonated beverages. So I'm enjoying sort of that trade-off and, and balance. But I haven't really bought anything exciting um i got mouthwash today delivered that's uh terrifically <gasps> exciting did i buy anything else no um i got a, an ipad mini but that was through work so i didn't buy it it's for a project so i'm enjoying playing around with it it's a lovely little form factor we've discussed it before so i have the mm-hmm. ipad the big ipad from what, 2018 i think yep and yeah, i have, we mine have the same one yeah. on uh the fancy keyboard stand thing which is great the magic Mm -hmm. keyboard uh so this is like okay i need it for a project i need a very specific thing should be able to get this and it's it's lovely i'm really enjoying playing with it um i probably wouldn't have bought one myself now that i've kind of used it a bit i'm like i still like the bigger screen for 99 percent of what i'm doing but for the project i'm working on this is perfect but it's useful i think to get that extended use out of something to go oh okay right yeah no 
definitely don't need that for me personally, but I can use it sure. for this thing. Because um, Meg looked at it and was like, ooh, I like it. It's small. It's it's fun. It's cute. And then it works with a pencil as well, which is one of the things she uses a lot on her iPad. Um, mm-hmm. So I think she might be more taken with the idea. And we got our iPads there. It would have been 2018, 2019 when we got them. Um, so they're they're fine. They work great. I'm recording on it right now. If this came out, if it didn't come out, it's a terrible machine. It all broke and went wrong if this episode's delayed for some reason. But <laughs> <laughs> um, fingers crossed, they, they still work great and, and we're both very happy with them. But I think if she needed to change and needed to update, she'd definitely consider the Mini now because I've let her have a play around with this one. She's seen kind of the, what you can do. Um, sure. But it's cool. And yeah, that's that's really it. Nothing exciting. I wouldn't say we're into frugal February because A, the alliteration would work better, but B, uh, no, I'm not. I haven't got the energy to continue that. Um, <laughs> we uh, we took ourselves out for um, a nice breakfast the Saturday that February started. We we're like, right, let's break this seal. <laughs> Went and had a nice um, sort of fancy hipster breakfast, which was amazing, like Vietnamese sandwiches and um, coffee and oh, so good. But the, the antithesis of frugal January. Sure. But yes, balance in all things, Indeed. young man. Balance Indeed. in all things. Um, what have I been buying? Well, I don't, it's partly led astray by Justin. Um, we were talking on um, Stationary Jason, we were talking about Sailor Pro Gears and the difference between a regular and a slim. <laughs> What's the uh, difference? About you, four mil? Yeah. Uh, yeah, pretty much, pretty much bang on. I think it's five mil. Um, it's it's a tiny difference, but it does make a huge difference. And when we had the chat, uh, it went very much as as ours. Just oh well, yeah, five mil is hardly worth it. Blower, um, but the nib, the nib <laughs> is um, a lot golder. Let's put it that way. So what that tends to mean is a bit softer. So the the higher the carrot count, then the, the the softer the nib is, and I I like a nib that's quite soft and lets out lots of ink, and um, so I'm very pleased with it. Um, I didn't need it; it's very very much a pen. <laughs> yes, I I like it. Um, I also had to pay my my golf club dues. They're mm. they're actually due, I think, on the first of March, but um, I had the money in the bank account, so I paid it just just before it got spent on something else. Um, <laughs> And I bought a big Lego set. But I think I think I discussed that with you mm. um, and Justin. Um, the the typewriter, lovely, um, which I had to get from from Holland, um, and it got whizzed over here by DHL. I mean, if you spend enough money on Lego, they will sort of throw rose petals <laughs> at you and stuff. Um, and they even sent me a free a free little set to go along. Side it the the year of the tiger, which is mm. a little tiger with a with a waggy tail. It's very exciting. <laughs> um, and then yes, I I accidentally bought an iPhone. Whoops! Um, Oops! Yeah, this yeah. is a this is the the opposite of frugal January. Well done. Mm, well, we, I mean, it was February, in fairness. So I, you know, <laughs> the frugal January that I didn't do had had finished. And peaks and troughs, uh, peaks and troughs. <laughs> exactly. We went for well. A sort of you know Cyprus version of the hipster brunch. Uh, I think there was there was avocado toast <laughs> yep, uh, on yep, one side yep, of the yep, table yep. and maybe some eggs Benedict on the other. Excellent. A uh, cu- couple of glasses of white wine. The sun was shining. Oh look, there's the shop that should have got my iPhone. <laughs> Let's pop in. Uh, no, never heard of your order. Oh, but we do have that iPhone. Ah, <laughs> oh, nice. a strange correlation. Hmm. 
Hmm. Okay. So, uh, yeah, one thing led to another, and I've I've now got um, a, an iPhone Mini, an iPhone 13 Mini, um, which I have to buy now because apparently they're never going to make small phones again. Everybody wants big phones. Um, and I have to say, I was sort of quite underwhelmed by the whole sort of functionality thing, because it does exactly what my old iPhone used to do. Yeah. Uh, and then I took some low light photos uh, mm. today. I went. Oh, oh, that's quite clever. Um, and, and I love the form factor. It's, yeah. uh, it's phone-sized uh, rather than you know, how <laughs> big an saying? iPad can I get I in my pocket. three iPads now. What are you talking about? Exactly. I have my big iPad, my medium iPad, and my small iPad, and that's totally <laughs> legitimate and fine. Yeah, no, I, I am a huge fan of the, oh, I operate this with one hand, uh, which is you know particularly important in Cyprus because you've got to drive your car, smoke your cigarette and drink your beer with your other hand. Um, uh, so, yeah, so, so far, so good. I like it. But again, did I need it? No, not particularly. <laughs> still, um, it, it's, come out, it's come out of one of the companies. So before the tax goes in, that's probably a good thing. Quoting. Give me, give me some pithy quote. Well, uh, I went to my tried and tested source, Terry Pratchett, and I thought this was appropriate to what I think we're talking about today, but uh, I'll let you uh, dive into the topic and, and then I'll sort of make my own way from there. But this is Terry Pratchett. There are times in life when people must know when not to let go. Balloons are designed to teach small children this. <laughs> uh, the wisdom of the Pratchett. Um, <laughs> I'll come back to you with, uh, well, allegedly... Uh, this is from Albert Einstein. Put your hand on a hot stove for a minute, and it seems like an hour. Sit with a pretty girl for an hour, and it seems like a minute. That is relativity. And you thought it was all to do with E equals MC squared. <laughs> what was that quote? Uh, Don't believe everything you read on the internet, Abraham Lincoln? I believe so, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Now, I mean, relativity of time, uh, like personal relativity is absolutely a thing. We've all had that waiting room eternity when you're like, I've, it's got to end soon. I've been in here for my entire <laughs> life. And then you think, oh, I've got 10 minutes before I need to get up. 10 minutes? That's loads. Of it's over. I literally looked at my watch and it's I could see the seconds counting up like minutes or minutes counting up like seconds. So I'm very aware of that. When, when it's inconvenient, the time is fast. <laughs> and balloons are designed to teach small children when not to let go. <laughs> Parish notices. Oh, is there anything strange or startling? Not really. Uh, back to the gym, which is good. I'm feeling good about. Um, we've talked about this in our mastermind. We're chatting about different things we're trying to lean into. So I'm feeling good about getting a bit healthier. Uh, I'm going to start running mm -hmm. again. I'd sort of. <laughs> I'd, I did that thing that I'm very good at doing, where it did really well and, and made my way up to the point where I could run a 5K and then I ran two 5Ks and stopped. It's like, oh, oh hold on. No, no, <laughs> yeah, sorry, TJ. No, you seem I've to lost have... my motivation now. Not interested anymore. <laughs> you, you seem to have got the wrong end. Of... No, 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 we're here. This is what we've been aiming for. Oh, you're sitting down. Okay, great. Cool. Oh, right. Haven't run in a month. Great. Fantastic. So <laughs> a bit annoyed at myself for doing that, um, but it happens. So I'm, I'm not... Yeah dwelling on that and i'm now i'm doing a lot of elliptical and running and sort of cardio stuff which is feeling good and uh so now that the weather is starting to brighten up here so uh 
newsflash, it's actually light at 5 p.m. now, which is not something we could have said. Uh, So the the evenings have been quite miserable. It's very gray and wet and dark. And so that that darkness is receding now. We've had the, the longest night and the shortest day. And we're now flipping the script on those. So it's it's slowly, by attrition, we're gaining minutes every day. Uh, so as that gets nicer, running after work, running in the mornings will be a lot more pleasant. So I'm looking forward to kind of building on that and then going out a bit more and doing a bit more running. Because I think this year I'm going to focus on some proper mileage instead of just, well, yeah, that's 5,000 kilometers. I'm done for the year. Mm. Well, there we go then. I mean, this. I look forward to, you know, the, the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon. <laughs> I'll just join them all up. I'll just start running at one side and finish at the other. Oh, Eddie is odd. I mean, he, he did that, didn't he? You know, yeah. Ran for a month. That's a lot of steps. You're, you, I don't know I've, what I've a friend, do with that. I've, yeah, I have a friend in Dublin who's just done an ultra. I mean, I, I can get her to, well, she'll probably run up to you. Um, <laughs> yeah. 200 miles? That's a warm up. I'll be there by noon. Yeah. <laughs> exactly well, she does she does triathlons and all sorts of <laughs> i i knew when she was a mere slip of a girl interested in where the next pint of lager was coming from and now honestly olympic athlete unbelievable um uh well for me uh it's an observation more than anything else like airplanes mm. they seem to be a thing again um there, there's a lot more of them in the sky above my house. Um, I think Cyprus is is gearing up for a full power tour season. They're talking about numbers greater than 2090. Wow. Uh, is what they're expecting. So is that kind of like the, the, the stepped up demand and the kind of mm, almost a, a mm. rebound, like a rubber band effect of like, okay, there's been zero for so long, there's going to be 150 for a while, percent-wise? Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think that's partly it. I think people are probably... Uh, you know, quite anxious for their for their time in the sun if they mm. live in in northwestern Europe. Um, I've got lots of sort of businessy things. I had a client the other day, you know, intimating that you know might want to see me. Um, well, we can get on Zoom if you like. Oh, oh, you mean physically? Good lord! <laughs> but but oh, oh, I didn't know we did that anymore. Um, mm. I'll uh, have to consult on this one. I say, how, how do we feel about jogging bottoms at meetings? Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, the, the, I think the world is beginning, well, so my world is beginning to open up. I, I, yeah. I predict I may be on a plane at some time quite soon, which I think mm. is going to be quite scary in a weird sort of way. It is strange. I was chatting to Meg about this the other day. The last time we were on a plane was December 2019 for her birthday. We went over to Prague. Uh, mm. So that's quite a long time. And I mean, we we were very lucky and very sort of, uh, sort of well off and lucky enough to be able to travel semi-regularly anyway. And so that getting yeah. on a plane once a year, at least, to do something or go somewhere. And so to have almost a, a two-year break of nothing, it's quite strange. You know, not even for work, not even for, oh, I'm just nipping over here, I have to do this. It's just nothing. So it's been it's been strange not doing it. And as, as you say, I think there will be that kind of, how do I do this? Is it so? Mm. Wait, you need the boarding card first or the passport first? And do I do I keep my suitcase or do you take my? What are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I think there's going to be that. I mean, the whole idea of packing. Oh, you know, yeah, it's, it's all it's all going to feel a bit weird. Um, and yeah, I mean, it would be same for us. We were a we we were in Rome, mm. February twenty, so um, two years, and certainly I would I would normally expect to do uh, since. 
retiring, I would expect to do about 15, 16 flights a year. Wow, yeah. <laughs> so um, before that, yeah, a lot more. Mm, interesting. Mm. We, we will see. Um, um, the jury's out. I mean, quite apart from the fact that I have absolutely no business wear that will get anywhere near fitting me. So, um, yeah, I may have to just stop eating for a fortnight. That might be the secret. <laughs> Right. Uh, do we have a, do we have someone for the three pin plug? I, uh, I noticed yeah. that our, our previous employee was was absent. Well, there the uh, we're still uh, we do not talk about uh, Mr. G, but um, uh-huh. I I replaced him. I thought I did a, a, a standard job. I wouldn't say it was exemplary, but it wasn't that bad uh, of plugging Nero's effectively. I'm all for that. Sounds class. I think it'd be great. Fantastic. So, uh, what are we talking about tonight, TJ? Well, this is this is your topic suggestion, so I'm going to let you tell me what <gasps> you think I think it is. Uh, I've got to tell you what I think you think it is. Uh, it's definitely what I said. Right. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I did give you some clues. Okay. So the topic is love, actually. And then in the show notes, I wrote, not the movie. Um, although it is excellent. Um, <laughs> Starring Martin and- Freeman. <laughs> and not valentine's although we have just had that and i'm sure it was lovely for everyone um because that is essentially a celebration brought to you by hallmark uh, do you celebrate no hallmark. do you celebrate valentine's day uh do i celebrate valentine's no um margaret and i sort of do cards we've got into this wonderful rhythm where um if i buy her a card she doesn't buy me one and <laughs> if she buys me one i don't buy her one yeah um it wasn't on purpose. It just seems to have worked that way. Um, no, I mean, the I've never been into the, you know, let's buy roses at six times their standard price or let's go to a restaurant <laughs> and have a, a sort of fixed menu for four times the normal. I, no. Yeah. Um, it's not my thing at all. What about you, Meg? Have you, you know, no, I mean, throw roses at each other? <laughs> no. When we were younger, I think we did sort of do the cards and maybe go out for dinner, but... Um, as you say, it's quite a commercial thing and it's not, you know, Meg and I've been together for f- 14 years, 13 years. So it, it really is beyond the, here's a card. Do you still like me? You know, she's here. She's hopefully staying. Um, and, and I like to try and focus on, on interspersing that, that sort of couple's time throughout the year instead of being like, no, 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 sorry, sweetheart. Uh, you got your card at the start of February. What, what are you coming to me now? You don't get anything until next February. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it sounds very trite, but I do occasionally <laughs> say to Margaret, you know, I, I love you every day, not just Valentine's Day. <laughs> yeah. um, Which is not to say if you love it and you enjoy it, by all means, go ahead. It's just not, sure. not our jam. No, no. I, I mean, you know, I'm 50 something and TJ is 30 something going on 60. So... <laughs> Uh, we we are essentially grumpy old curmudgeons. Yes. Um, one of my where this came from, this topic came from, mm. was was actually my my word of the year. So, uh, part of my sort of focus course academy that I was doing with with Blanc Media, uh, and bits that I take from other people, you know, Mike Hurley and um, mm. CGP Gray, and their sort of you know thematic sort of approach, their word of the year, and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, I came up with um, a very hippies annual one, which was live, laugh, love. Those were, the, <laughs> um, those were the three things that I was trying to use to guide myself. And I, I feel, I, 
I'm not trend setting. That's certainly not true. But oh, really? I feel I'm, I'm, I'm on some <laughs> feeling the urge to get wall vinyls done with this. This is like I've never heard this. Three words, alliteration. I mean, it it it's a movement. I, I'm feeling I want to get this tattooed immediately. I yeah, well, I, I think many have, um, <laughs> and lots of people are meditating on it as we speak. But I I think there is a sort of feeling. There we go. There's there's some precise English for you. A sort of feeling. Um, around kindness around the importance of the way that we we interact and that's mm. in part a reaction to uh well i suppose i i've called it the polemic nature of debate and discourse hello um <laughs> which is really talking about you know farage and trump and uh, all of these political sort of things that have that have happened um the sort of Scottish independence debate suddenly becoming, you know, even more uh, bitter and and unpleasant. And I th- I think people are well. I I know I am bored of it all. Yeah. Just, just there's a guy on Twitter um, who I recommend you follow. His name is Giles Paley Phillips. Um, I think his username is Ellistender Ten or something. He's a writer. Uh, he does a really good podcast called the blank podcast mm-hmm. um which he does with a stand-up comic and they talk to lots of famous people um but they they talk about mental health and all sorts of stuff but he's he's forever just putting tweets out there saying sorry to interrupt you uh you know doing whatever it is you're doing but be nice to each other um <laughs> <laughs> i just really like it it's really nice it's just I, kindness i guess is yeah. is how i think of love is I'm I'm bored with all this um, nastiness, one-upmanship. Yeah. Uh, sort of uh, everything has to be diametric opposites. Yeah, it's kind of um, an, an either or. You know, I I can be happy, or you can be happy. There's no middle ground. And yeah, yeah, it's funny because there's that. You said love. You know, that's kind of the the thing, and I think that means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. But mm-hmm. if the way I sort of see it, the way I'm taking this topic is that kind of idea that the positive, proactive and and healthy, happy emotion that you ascribe to other people and yourself. And, you know, I don't think it's a case of you love everyone but hate yourself. You need to be included in that. And looking after yourself is just as important as looking after anyone else. Because um, if, if you're not well, how can you possibly look after anyone else? But yeah, there there's a real lack of it sometimes. And it feels really hard to come by in some circumstances. We're just like, can we not just have, you know, something nice? Can we all not just be a bit friendlier, a bit warmer, a bit happier? And and I think for me, anyway, the, the experience of the pandemic has been uh, a horrible, awful situation that everyone's going through with moments of of bright light in the middle of it. So these little things that, that sort of come out and make you smile because it's people who, when faced with horrible bad terrible things decide to go out and do good you know the the Mm. captain toms the the people uh giving food to their neighbors the the people saying no no i'll I'll drive you to the hospital uh no no i'll do this i'll sort this and you know people going out of the way to do good not because they they need to but because they want to sure i mean i i sort of hark back to when um the pandemic first really sort of kicked off and you know, Italy was getting hit really, really hard. 
and there was some amazing Twitter threads where um, these these palazzos, these sort of blocks of flats that are built around courtyards, uh, with <laughs> only Italians could do this. <laughs> these beautiful singing voices coming out onto the balconies <laughs> and singing opera to each other. Just like wow, this is incredible. Um, the sort of coming together of these people who were, you know, who were really really scared because yeah. when it first arrived, it was. You know, this is some sort of incredible plague that, that could really take us all down, you know. Um, and the, these guys were just singing to each other and, you know, passing each other food and setting up little rope pulleys. And uh, <laughs> it was incredible. It was such a positive feeling. And even in the UK, you, you had everybody coming out and uh, applauding the NHS and just that whole act of togetherness and... Mm. You know, Blitz spirit is the cliche, but you know, I thought, ah, oh, this is great. We're we're learning something from this, <laughs> and yet that seems to be receding again. And now you've got Putin, you know, sort of showing us his guns on various borders of Ukraine, and uh, various world leaders going, "Well, don't you get tough because I'll get really tough with you." And I'm just like, oh. Really? Did did nothing actually change? The nonsense that's, that's going on in American politics still, in English, British politics. Just like, oh, really? <laughs> Why must we keep electing idiots? Uh, surely there must be a way around this. Ah, uh, you want to be a politician? Disqualified. That's how it has to work. <laughs> we, we have to go and strong arm some normal, reasonable people to go and run the country. We only need four or five. I mean, get rid of the rest of the idiots. You want to be a politician? Never. You're not allowed. Ever. Goodbye. Get out. Go. Go. That's it. Go and do something wasteful. Go away, and and just have somebody. Oh, really? I have to. You only have to run the country for five years, and then you can go back to being a news agent. Fine. Fine. <laughs> that's that's what we need to do. Um, and yeah, I suppose I'm sitting in my sort of. Uh, I'm not, I would say ivory tower, but my sort of slightly concretey tower in Cyprus. Um, I'm, I'm just sort of sitting there going, mm, what's it all about? Not sure, but it's not this. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, there's, there's so much negativity. And I think a lot of it comes from the fact that it's, it makes better news, right? You know, mm-hmm. uh, Person is nice to person is not necessarily always newsworthy. Um, so it's a lot easier to, to talk about the bad stuff. It's a lot easier to, to sort of showcase all the horrible things that are happening, uh, which they're still happening. Like I'm not trying to, to minimize them, but an awful lot of good happens too. And a lot of it just kind of goes by the wayside or isn't reported on or, or happens without necessarily people taking note of it. Um, but I think a lot of it is certainly I find myself very caught up in a news cycle of like what's happening and almost following it too much checking the news incessantly uh, which i think can be really really damaging especially if it's just reinforcing that everything's bad everything's bad everything's bad there is good there is there is love there is niceness there um sometimes you've got to look a little harder to find it but um certainly the the news cycle is geared up to highlight all the big bad horrible scary things that are happening which it probably is meant to do but that doesn't often leave an awful lot of room for the things that actually make you feel good as a human being. Um, so I think it's important to try and balance that and, and not take it as just like, well, I've read all the bad headlines and that's what life is. So now I'm sad. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I've got to say, I'm taking my news now from um, from the outside world, so the real one. Um, so about once once a week, maybe I, I venture out into the wide world and go to what, what do they call them? Oh, shops, um, <laughs> and I, I do because we're very old. We we have the the blue shop, which is the shopping with which I'm entrusted, and so I won't cock it up. Uh, so that tends to be sort of bottles of things and um, big heavy water things and all that stuff. I'm sent out to buy those and get to the supermarket. And in theory, you're supposed to be showing your COVID pass and wearing your mask. And, mm. you know, and some people are uh, and some people aren't. <laughs> and they just sort of, you know, sail into the supermarket. And I, I think the poor the poor person on the door who's... You know, I think she's probably 19 or 20 and mm. maybe weighs six stone wet through. I mean, she, she's not going to stop a large Cypriot man who's on his way to the meat counter. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Um, and actually, everybody there kind of just gets on. <laughs> if, you know, if, if you're, you know, very COVID aware and, and concerned, then, you you know, you stay away from the big guy who's not wearing a mask and who's standing at the, at the meat counter. Uh, but you don't go and sort of shout at him or get upset at it. Well, I don't, and I don't see anybody else doing it. It's it just everybody seems to get on, and certainly, if I look at the social media, then there's still these huge arguments about mask mandates and um, vaccine mandates, and but I don't see any of it in the real world. In the real world, people are just doing what they do. And it's, oh, you've got to wear a mask. Okay, I'll wear a mask. I, I, don't, I don't see people having a... I had it the other day when I got the new phone. I did the... You can transfer settings from one phone to the other. Mm, yeah, yeah. A, a bit like you set up a HomePod. Uh, and everything comes across. Just absolutely everything. It's brilliant. But when I say absolutely everything, one thing that doesn't come across is a COVID pass. And so I was in the golf club and it's... We've got to that place where it's a weird situation. You know, it's the third time they've seen me that week. Uh, do you have your COVID part? Yes, I'm still vaccinated. Yep, I haven't unvaccinated or anything. Um, it's still me. Uh, but yes, here you are. Oh. Oh, it's not here because it's a new <laughs> phone. It's not transferring. And she looked at me and I looked at her and I went, okay, so I'll, I'll, I'll just go. It's fine. It's all right. And I can see she's thinking, this is nonsense. I know he's vaccinated. Yeah. <laughs> he was vaccinated. But in theory, you know, the business could be fine for me being. Um, but I think there's no need now. Or no, that's the wrong phrase. I think many people have realized that most of the stuff that is being fought about isn't actually being fought about. I don't see the the sort of huge problems that the media is tell, telling me there are. And yeah, I understand that people are still getting sick and I, you know, I'm doing my absolute best to be, I'm still very COVID cautious. So I don't really go and eat inside places and stuff like that. But um, by the same token, I don't see the need to go and campaign against people who don't believe in vaccines. I mean, I, I think they're wrong. 
don't get me wrong. And if you're a person who doesn't think that vaccines are a good idea, I'm sorry, I disagree with you. It doesn't mean I hate you. It doesn't mean I'm going yeah. to torment you or pursue you or beat you to death with a wet fish. It just means that we see things differently. And I'd love to talk about it and I'd love to try and change your mind. And maybe you'd like to try and change your mind. But it doesn't need to be a fight. It really doesn't need to be a fight. Uh, and I keep going back to the, the um, Archbishop Tutu quote. Don't raise your voice, improve your argument. <laughs> and this is, this is one of the reasons I love the Danes. They've got one of the highest percentages of vaccinations and one of the highest percentages of anti-vaccine mandate. So they all go and get a vaccination, but they completely understand that it's not their place to force somebody else to do so. Yeah. I'm thinking, well, these people have got it. <laughs> Why can't the rest of us just, just lean into that a little bit and think, hang on. And I hope that 2022 is the year that everybody goes, right, for the moment at least, the pandemic appears to be receding. I mean, whether it's becoming a... Uh, endemic or whether it's just taking some time off who knows but let's use that time to sort of solve these politics things and these societal things where everything is so diametrically opposite so polemic mm. um i mean i'm sure it won't happen it'll happen in my corner of the world because well i won't let anybody else in <laughs> And that's kind of the the grand scale. I mean, do you see this? Uh, how do how do you see this day to day? You know, what's your experience? How do you try and 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 live by, you know, the the positivity, making things better, introducing a little more love here and there? What do you do day to day? Uh, I have a couple of rules now that if I go on social media, I only say something positive to someone. Um, so I I find something to praise or to agree with. Mm. Um, I mean, I've never been a huge one for fights on Twitter. I mean, occasionally I can lean into one. Um, generally, pe because the people who want to fight you on Twitter are stupid. And so if you continue to talk in a reasonable tone, they will eventually demonstrate to everybody that's watching that they're stupid and, and your work is done. But I, I sort of, I don't do that anymore. I just sort of walk away from those things. And I find somebody who's, I don't know, they've, they've published a book or they've just got their book deal or, um, you know, something positive. And, and, you know, I'll try and reinforce them. I'll try and affirm them. Mm. Uh, in some of the slacks that I hang out in, I, I go to people and say, well, that's brilliant. That's really good. I, just, just tiny little things. And most of this is because of that Giles Paley Phillips chap. Mm -hmm. um, because I think it does make a huge difference. Yeah, if everybody um, did that once a day, you'd see a yeah. massive uptick. Uh, I try and do it with with friends. I'm trying to be a bit more mindful of keeping in touch with friends, mm. uh, whether that be to drop them a note, um, which in my case tends to be analog, but um, <laughs> you know, drop them a note, write them a letter, or, or pick up the phone. Yeah, uh, you know, I don't think there's anything wrong with sending somebody a message either. It's like, oh, it's so impersonal. Well, it's better than nothing. Yeah. You know, just a little text message or a WhatsApp or whatever it is you use. Um, and as you touched on earlier, I think uh, I've been meditating mm. every day for, for quite a while now. And that whole just take a little moment to be positive about yourself, uh, I think is really important. Um, 
there have been times through the pandemic, I don't think I suffer from, from anxiety or depression, either touching wood. I've been very, very lucky in that respect. Uh, but I know lots of people who have struggled. And uh, I mean, one of the reasons is I'm probably too stupid to be anxious, but I'm also too, um, too aware of my own fallibility, I think. So when, when you've got five things on a to-do list, I'm the sort of guy that celebrates the one that gets done. <laughs> <laughs> Which is I, I don't much mind... more helpful than, than complaining yeah. about the four that didn't. Yeah, I don't mind acknowledging that the four didn't get done. And, you know, I could maybe do better tomorrow. But uh, you've got to take those wins. I yeah. think it's, it's that whole Scottish condition again. Look, oh, we played well. I, we were battered, but we played well. <laughs> um, and I, I think that's, that's the right approach to have at any time is to to sort of celebrate your own success a little bit. Um, even if that's, you know, entirely privately and on your own, just go, yeah, well done me. Good work. Yeah. I, you know, I did my walk today. I did my, yeah. um, you know, eating a healthy lunch or whatever it might be. Yeah, rather than progress. Yeah, rather than getting too down on yourself. Um, and I, I'm not suggesting for a second I've discovered the meaning to a, to a fruitful <laughs> life or anything, but um, I, I think it does make things easier if you do that. Mm. I mean, what about you? Newly married? Well, I mean, we... we in the middle of a pandemic? I mean, honestly, what an inconvenient yeah. time to do it. We, we got married literally August. Was it August 2020? It was. My goodness. So this summer we'll be two years married. Um, mm-hmm. And I think the, the biggest takeaway for me was that the, the important things that mattered still mattered. <laughs> Nothing changed. I mean, we had uh, sort of the rug pulled out from under us in, in a lot of ways. Uh, we were going to have a relatively small wedding, 60 people. Uh, we ended up having eight, which is <laughs> demonstrably smaller. Uh, but the things I thought were important, uh, not that, it's not that they weren't important. It's just that the main core of it was still there. And so the important thing was Meg was there. I was there. We were happy. Our family got to be there. And there was a lot of that that was just like, oh, I'm so glad. That's lovely. That's really nice. It meant so much. And yes, it would have been lovely to have our friends there and, and you know, wider family. And yeah, it'd be nice. And do I regret it? Uh, it's, I don't know. It's hard to say. I wish they could have been there, but equally, I don't want to wait another two years to get married just to have that. I want to be married now. So we had an idea of what we were going to do. Uh, and then nothing like that happened. Everything went wrong. Um, our venue went bust, our band stuff didn't work. And then we had to change this and change that and change the venue. And I mean, it was just chaos. And the night that we got married, we got married and we got back to the hotel we were staying in. It was like, oh, it all, it all worked out. Was it in any way close to what we expected? No. Was it wonderful? Yes. So kind of. It doesn't, all the stress and all the hassle, all the, the fear that I had had before about, will we get to do this? Will we get to that? It, it melted away in that moment because it was like, well, it was brilliant. It was wonderful. I wouldn't change it even if I could. Yes, I, I wish my parents, you know, could have had more people there that we know. I wish we could have had this. But we had what we had and it was wonderful in its own intrinsic, beautiful way. And I think that's, the older I get, the more I realize that the, there's, it's the very stoic thing of like, it doesn't really matter what I thought it was going to be. I should appreciate what it was and what it is because I can be sad every single time because I can never attain the, the weird 
top level vision that I'm expecting and just consistently be disappointed because it's not that. Or I can truly appreciate the beauty and the wonder and the, the nice things that are happening right in front of me instead of wishing they were slightly better, slightly different or just not quite the same. So, I mean, do you think you're now part of a, a gang? I mean, do you think all those people who got married in the pandemic, you're going to sort of <laughs> see each other in the street and just there's going to be a little nod and a wink, you know? Yeah, there'll be a Channel 4 um, documentary in about 15 years' time when we'll, we'll be in it, I'm sure, um, some sort of catch-up. No, I, I don't know. I mean, different people uh, take to this in different ways. And I think I, I like to think about stoicism. I'm a rubbish stoic. I worry too much. I've got too much anxiety about it. Well, all, all Stoics are rubbish Stoics. That's part of being Stoic. <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, Meg is a fantastic Stoic who has absolutely no interest whatsoever. Acc- <laughs> accidental Stoic. Yeah. So she was like, oh, it'll, it'll be fine. It'll work out. If we get married, then that's the best part. And we're like, yeah, but but what if this? And we're like, eh, it is what it is. And just if I'd been Meg all along, I think I would have been much happier. But uh, I can only do what I can do. And so part of that is, as you say, realizing your own fallibility and kind of appreciating, okay, this is a ride. This is what's going to happen. And I think, you know, I, I turned 30 as well, which is a big moment. And I think it was less of a deal than I expected it to be. Not that I was anxious and midlife crisis and all that, get, but it was the... Get used to that letdown <laughs> feeling. <laughs> <laughs> but it's that kind of like, oh, oh, everyone tells you this is a big deal. Should this be a big deal? And mm. then it's like, oh, yeah, yeah it was fine. Grand. Yeah, no big deal. Um, and I think just uh, these experiences for me anyway, are definitely, they're humbling and they are useful because they, they let me refocus on the things that actually matter that I actually care about. And that's really nice. I think it's useful to, to sort of have your plans thrown up in the air and turned into smoke because it, it, it lets you see that they don't actually matter all the time. Sometimes yes, but most of the time, no. For sure, yeah. It's, I, I it's. Uh, we're talking about the 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 pandemic as if it's a thing of the past, and it, it maybe not. isn't. And and yeah. we're not, you know. I don't think we're trying to to cause anybody offence, but it has been. I, I suspect the silver lining of this this horrible sort of period is going to be a what it's done for the the world of work, but b what it's done for the the sense of self that we all have, you know. You know or maybe it's just me having another midlife crisis. I mean, how many can a man have? But, uh, you know, what, why are we here? What, what am I doing? What am I for? What, what's my legacy? You know, all of those types of questions, which I think pandemics probably promote because, you, well, you're sitting inside your own house going, now what? Um, you know, I think those are probably a silver lining. I would hope that Issues like the environment have have gone up the agenda. Will they stay at the top of the? I hope so. Yeah. As people go, you know, well, it's not really worth worrying about if we're all going to be dead because, um, you know, the the oceans are boiling, or you know, whatever the latest threat might be. Hmm. I was, I'm very pensive. Geez, this isn't like me at all. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 quite a nebulous topic, and I think a lot of people sure. will take it in their own way. But I think we're both on firmly on the side of it's it's good to be good. It's nice to be nice. It's that you can introduce positivity in the world just by deciding that you're going to. You know, you don't have to wait for yep. permission. You don't have to wait for money. You don't have to wait for opportunity. You can be nice to the person you bump into on the stairs, and that might make that absolutely. Day. Yeah, and uh, this is a constant, constant discussion between Margaret and I. When I go, are you, are you right? No, I'm not very happy. 
Why not? <laughs> what do you mean, why not? I said, well, being happy is a choice. Oh, that doesn't go well. Don't say that to somebody who's in a bad mood. <laughs> oh, dear, oh, dear. But ultimately, I think it is. And I'm determined. That was part of this whole thing for me of, of coming up with this theme was to actually get up in the morning and count my blessings and look at the positive yeah. things and make sure that I live and make sure that I laugh and make sure that I love every day. <laughs> and that makes for a better life. Yeah. What is it? There's a Benjamin Franklin. What, what good shall I do today? Is that it's one of the, his? Oh, sounds about right. Yeah. yeah. Which is, I think, a wonderful way to look at it. Like if you can wake up thinking, what am I going to cherish? And, 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 I, and it, it, it always does sound trite when you try and like, uh, dispense wisdom and I don't think I have any wisdom to dispense but certainly I, I see stuff like that uh, and people who just go out of their way to bring some positivity and a smile and, and love to the universe I think that's such a wonderful thing and so so wholesome and so necessary to have that because you need to balance the rubbish stuff being human is all about having these experiences both good and bad and I think if you you want to to tip the scales towards good you can do that. You can decide to be that that extra weight on the one side uh, to make someone's day better. You know, uh, I think we've all can think of those moments where you've had a bit of a rubbish day, but one moment in particular stands out as well. Wasn't all bad. Wasn't all you know that that was nice. That was good. And it it, mm. it could just literally be someone smiling. It could be someone recommending a song. It could be someone holding the lift door. It, it doesn't have to be world changing. It's just about trying to increase net positivity you know if you can leave the world a better place if you can leave your surroundings a better place and the people around you in a better place i think that's a win and i think it's it's a lot easier to see those small things as a win in the context of something big and scary like the pandemic absolutely now i've been Stu lennon and i've been tj cosgrove remember to make the past the present in the future this was 1857. Really wanted to say, is actually all around. <laughs> Be nice to everybody. Yeah. Except Alrighty. Gerald. Except Gerald. Yeah. Bye, Gerald. <laughs>